I'm a generator, 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 generator. Mute yourself, man. Welcome back to the What The Folk Sunland Preview Podcast. We've been away for quite a few weeks, actually. I pissed 300 plus quid up the wall to see 45 minutes of football in Portugal and get a sunburn. Dave has become a Sky Sports media personality and Brad has had the snip. Um, but nonetheless, the season is now just around the corner and we have returned and are here to preview Sunland's long-awaited return to the Championship. But before we get dug in, let's, as always, welcome our three guests that we have today. First and foremost, in his full second season, it's the familiar voice in Sky Sports personality, Dave Lawrence. Dave, how are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, not bad at all. Thanks, mate. Yeah, not sure about the. Yeah, you've got to have a personality to be a personality, but yeah, we try. Sometimes I just replay back your commentary in the back. Surely, surely this time, surely. <laughs> um, second of all, we have another returning voice in the shape of the lovable Brad Sharp. Brad, uh, how are you keeping, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm not bad, Graham. Thank you. Um, been a good summer so far. Um, can't wait for the football to get back. To be honest with you, I'm starting to get that. Is it the, like the itch, the fit, the feeling? Ten days to go, bring it on. The panic. Um, and last but not least, we have brought in a new voice for the 22-23 season, who oddly, now that I've uh, gotten them both on camera, you'll not be able to see this, so it's a bit of a pointless observation, looks a little bit like Dave's younger brother without a beard. Um, he'll be hoping to make a Stan Varga-S debut, but we can't make any promises. Welcome to the show and welcome to the preview show and the review show this season. Ross Black. Ross, how are you doing, mate? You okay? Oh, mate, yeah. All good, all good. But same as Brad, just ready for the football to be started now. I'm ready to look more like Dave as the season progresses. Um, I think there's plenty to get stuck into, so we will sort of make our predictions and share our thoughts on some and summer transfer business. Um, and that's exactly pretty much where we're going to start before we go into some quick, snappy sort of predictions for the season and get them all completely wrong. Um, we've secured the futures of a few players. At the time of speaking, we've added Aji Alessi, I think is a correct pronunciation, Dan Ballard and Jack Clark on a permanent deal alongside all the other contracts that are there as well. Um, Brad, I'll come to you first, but what have you made of Sunderland's summer transfer business so far? And just to make everyone aware, we're speaking on the 21st of the 7th, 21st of July at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm quite happy with it. I think we spoke at the end of last season and said, if we can secure Bailey Wright, Lyndon Gooch and Patrick Roberts, it's a good start. And we managed to do that. Um, I don't know too much about this guy from West Ham. I'm not going to try and put you his name, even though you just said it. Um, but listening to us and seeing the reaction on social media from West Ham fans, it's only positive for us. Um, people have obviously seen the snips now of how fast he can be. He looked quite lively against Bradford. Um, I'm not going to read too much in that performance as a whole because it was awful. Um, and Ballard, yeah, he's, he, he comes from a, a great place in the academy at Arsenal. He's really highly thought of. He's got championship experience. It's just exactly what we wanted to add. Um, I'm just hoping that we can maybe bring in two more strikers before next week because uh, I do think we are starting to look a little bit like when we, we were talking in the in the WhatsApp group, when we look at the squad, uh, when they when the teams have been lined up, it's a little bit light. We've maybe got a good 13, 14, but you, you need a good 16, 17 for me. So all in all, I'm going to rate it maybe like a six or a seven. 
<laughs> You're turning into a robot there, Brad. <laughs> you said minute and it went... Um, so you're going to rate it a six or a seven we had at the minute for the, the views. I don't know if I yeah. edit that. I might just keep it in, Brad. Who, who cares? Who cares? Come to you next, Dave. Um, I think basically Brad sort of touched on it there that it feels like there's been more signings because we've made these permanent contracts such as um, Patrick Roberts and Gooch and Bailey Wright, which were really important. Jack Clark's obviously come in for a fee um, on a permanent deal. And then also you've got the, the other transfers that I came in, which have been Ballard and Alessi. Um, I, I do feel that we're a little bit like personally. There's rumours this morning that Broadhead potentially um, could be coming back permanently. At the moment, I have no clue whether that's going to be a thing or not. But Dave, what, what have you made of the transfer business thus far? Yeah, I think I think the Danelands have been pretty good from, from what we know of them. Um, not that we've seen too much and we certainly haven't seen anything competitive yet. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. But yeah, it, it's following the model which we, we set out a couple of seasons ago. It's quite nice to see something being followed through with a football club for once instead of erratic signings and, you know, glamorous signings and so on. I've always been a, an advocate for the fact that when you're trying to build a team for success, you, you need to think of three, four, five years' time. You can't just... Uh, you can't just think of the the instant success, if that's how you want to put it. Um, so, yeah, all these players have either got, dare I say it, resealable value or they've got the potential to grow together for two, three years. I said in the WhatsApp group the other day, if we keep... I, I'm trying to judge what the hierarchy are thinking. Um, if we're talking about another three or four signings, I think they're going to be quite content with mid-table. Um, I think if we went six, seven, eight signings, all of good quality, all of what we've already signed along them kinds of lines, it wouldn't surprise me if they're going to have a cheeky little goal for the playoffs and stuff. But it, it depends what kind of dealings they're, they're coming through with, I guess. Um, yeah, the bits that I've heard, I haven't watched any of the preseason games personally, but the bits that I've heard on Ballard seem very comfortable on the ball, seem very athletic, seem, you know, fits in well. Uh, new lad from West Ham seems, I mean, uh, I've only seen one clip of him, but I think he gives someone a 20-yard head start and, you know, he doesn't quite get back at him, but he's, he's certainly in line with him by the time he gets back, so that's a good sign. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how versatile they all are as well, whether that's going to be a thing. I know he's a left-sided player. I just wonder if there's any thoughts of him playing left-back if we're struggling a little bit. It'll be interesting to see how flexible they all are. So, um, yeah, the, the, in terms of what we need, goalkeeper, definitely up front. Um, full-backs, I think full-backs could probably do with being addressed a little bit. But, uh, yeah, excited for the 31st, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think I think the players that are brought in, there's still lots of time yet as well, so there's certainly no panic from my end. If it's still the same come, obviously the end of transfer window might be a little bit different. I think I'd just like to see effectively just what you've just said there as well, Dave. But it's funny, I kind of couldn't half concentrate on what you were saying because you said, I can't remember what you said, but you said the word follow through and talked about previous Sunday transfer windows. And I was like, the irony is that, yes, a lot of them were quite shite. Um, Ross, I'll, I'll throw a slightly different question at you um, along the same sort of lines. We, I think we do need to strengthen. We've all kind of touched on that in certain ways. But say you're Alex Neil, you've got a similar haircut. Um, where would you... <laughs> 
where, where would you like to see us strengthen? Uh, it hasn't been mentioned yet, but I think we still think we need another centre midfielder who can break the lines a bit more, or play, or even just to cover for Corey Evans, because Corey Evans plays that specific role where he's deep lying, and we've seen Matete used there, especially against Roma, which I thought he did quite well. Um, but obviously, when Matete last season he was very inconsistent, plus it's a step up. Uh, and you, we've seen as well we were linked with Bredoni, I think it was, who went to Huddersfield. So it seems to me like the club are interested in adding another centre midfielder. I know he could play on the wing as well, but it'll be interesting to see if that comes in. Uh, and also, when you look at the players that we've got in centre midfield, we are quite bloated there, so it wouldn't surprise us on the outgoings as well. The likes of Winchester, who's never played at this level before. Uh, Diamond's been talked about going out on loan again because I think he has been inconsistent again this pre-season. I know it's hard to look at performances, but I think we could see a few outgoings which then may open the door for the incomings. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. I think you touched on Jack Diamond there. There's been a bit of chat about whether he can make an impact. I'm prepared to say this on record and feel pretty confident that I might be right. I hope he does prove us wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see the lad do well. He's, he's local, but I think at best he's he's League One standard, if I'm completely honest. And I'm, I'm not 100% sure if he's if he's even that, based on his performance at Sunderland. Sands 45 minutes at Lincoln a couple of years ago. But... Um, you hope that they can come in and make an impact. Um, I'm a big fan of Carl Winchester, but obviously at this level, he's he's an unknown quantity as well. Matete, uh, there's promise there, but he's he was one good game, one half-decent game, one very bad game last season. So I think the problem being is a lot of these players we're talking about that might add to the squad, we just don't know. They could be great in this league. Uh, they could not be. It's, it's Dan Neal's first season in the, the Championship, and whilst we all... We all feel that he'll step up and do well and probably even do better with a bit more space in the championship. Um, we genuinely don't know what these players are going to be like. And, and obviously, Alex Neal's got to weigh up the, the risks of that 100%. And I think have been crying out for that type of midfielder you mentioned before for a while. And obviously, Rodoni's gone to Huddersfield, as far as I'm aware, and all of the rumours. Obviously, I wasn't in the room when we put the bid in, but I think... It was up to a million we bidded approximately for Rodoni. I don't know if that was in add-ons and stuff, but that indicates we're willing to spend a little bit of cash on, or certainly more cash than we have recently on a, a central midfielder. So I sort of agree with that. But um, rather than kind of go around the um, go around the houses and, and see what we'd like to do in, in the predictions, I think we're going to go straight forward with like short, snappy sort of questions um, rather than spending two hours doing an in-depth preview and getting absolutely everything wrong. We know that's going to happen. Um Ultimately, we normally are wrong come the end of the season, such as Brad's um, thoughts on Corey Evans before he came his favourite player, literally two months later. So I'll sort of go with the first question. It's a really simple one and it's a really hard one to gauge. Um, and I'll, I'll answer it first before I throw it to Dave. Um, where will Sunderland finish this season and why? So I foresee us having a really Blackpool type of season, like last season. Um, I'm going to predict us to finish in 15th, which I'd be more than comfortable with. I've been obsessed with that position pretty much since Ross Stewart bagged against Wickham. Just finish 15th, that'll be fine. No real panic of relegation <clears throat> and a bit of consolidation. But I think the, the reason for that is I think a lot of the players that we have got, although a lot of them were playing in League One, I think our forward line's definitely good enough to be around that sort of position. I think Pritchard's excellent. Um, I feel he'll make the step up. I was at the game, the 45 minutes against Rangers in Portugal I touched on before, and he did not look out of place in any way, shape, size or form. Same with Patrick Roberts. I think Roberts is a championship player. There was a reason we were excited 
when he came in at League One because we thought he'd be a huge step up. I think he'll prove to be fine in the Championship. Um, and I think Daniel will do well. And I think, you know, the likes of Bailey Wright, plenty of Championship experience there. I think, if anything, we're only going to add extra quality to what we've got at the moment. And whilst I don't think we can get a playoff push, I don't think promotion will happen. And it is part of me that thinks with Sunderland, we'll either have a horrendous season and get finished the finish bottom, rock bottom, or we'll beat everyone and finish with 100 odd points and win the league because it's very Sunderland to be like all or nothing. I do actually think with my slightly measured head on, we'll probably just have a season where we, we upset the upper cut a little bit. We might get wins at like Huddersfield, Sheffield United, stuff like that. And then we'll inevitably get beat at home off someone crap um, and not deserve to get beat. But ultimately, we'll finish safe, finish 15th around that sort of area and then sort of look to push on. And I'd be happy with that for the record. If we finish 15th, I'd have no issues with that. Um, because I, I just thought, you know, we need to consolidate a little bit and then look to push on for, furthermore. I just don't want us to be anywhere near relegation. And I think we'll um, uh, not avoid it. That's my short and snappy answer. Um, so Dave, you've got 30 seconds to answer the same question. Where do you think Sunderland will finish the season and why? Yeah, I think um, I think very similar to be honest. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think it's it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster. I'm going to go with tenth. I think we're going to go on a, a nice little run at at some stage and get all our expectations and hopes up, and then come crashing back down to earth with a horrible defeat against Wigan. Charlie White bagging a brace. Sunland's a roller coaster. Just gotta ride it. Um, Brad, where do you see the Sunderland roller coaster stopping? Um, don't say Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Well, I've said all season, I, I, I think about 15th, but I'm not going to be born and copy you. Um, I did comment on, I think Bowers put some out on Twitter and said, how realistically, where, where are we thinking? And I said, if we stop up, great. Um, realistically, the target is comfortable consolidation. Anything else is a bonus. As the, as the summer's gone on, I'm starting to become more and more confident for some reason I have no idea why because there's nothing I can gauge it on so I'm going to put my neck on the line now I'm going to be one of them fans I'm going to say fifth and there's no logic behind that there's no stats I can go on out like that uh, but sort of what you said our front four and I think Max Power touched on it when he's uh, been on a, another podcast he said uh, someone's front four someone's <laughs> front four um, are good enough to be the top end of the championship and I think if Ballard and this other guy from West Ham I can't remember his name again <laughs> um, Aji Alessi yeah um, if they live up to their their promise along with the, the solid um, experienced players we've got in like Bailey Wright and Danny Bart they might, we might think uh, surprise a few people this season so go on I'll sit my neck on the line We'll come back to this at the end. We'll say fifth, and I'll look like a right mug when it's twenty third one. I'm a big fan of you saying I've been thinking fifteen all pre season, but I don't want to copy you, so I'll just jump us up ten places for the crack. <laughs> um, Ross, same question to you. Uh, where will something finish, and why do you think that? Yeah, I think twelfth, solid mid table, because I think the young players that we've got. Inexperience will show at times, so we will come unstuck. But we also, with the young players that we have and hopefully looking to bring in with the model, I think we will surprise a few. So I think I think also fans will be happy with 12 because it shows progression. 
it, it means we'll establish ourselves as a championship side. And with the model, it'll mean the inexperienced players we have have coped well with the demands ready to push on next season. I think that would be a very, a very good, solid season. I just wish, because when I think of the championship, I always think of Carlos Edwards. And I remember how much I miss Carlos Edwards. Does anyone think, I know he's 47, 48. Sorry, Carlos, I actually think you're only about 39. But um, no, I'm not going to go there. No, screw it. Um, Dave, next questions, obviously, with yourself. Um, again, I'll take the reins and answering the question first, actually, because then I keep forgetting to answer it. But banter moment of the season. Um, I don't know why I threw this one in, because banter should have been left in League One, but it is Sunderland, so there will be a point when... I don't even like the word banter, but nonetheless, I can't describe it in any other way. Um, what will be Sunderland's banter moment of the season? I kind of racked my brains quite hard, and it's been decent the past few months. So there's part of me that thinks, oh, well, maybe not. And then I remembered Portugal traveling all the way to Portugal and the lights going out. Where's your generator, man? Um, so <laughs> I think I think the Sunderland's banter moment of the season, right? And I don't even know if this can come true, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think our under 23s are going to win the Papa John's trophy, and we're all going to go to Wembley again to see our under 23s and the Papa John's. And I don't even know if our under 23s are going in or not, but I'm going to say that they are. Well, no, it's going to change. You're all shaking your head, but they are going to go into it. You just don't know about it. That's my um, in the know knowledge about. Um, the lads were actually telling everyone we're not and we're going to go in and we're going to replace uh, Arsenal and, and we're going to play Newcastle under 23s in the final and we're going to win 4-0. And I know he doesn't play for us anymore, but he is going to come back for one game and Benji Kim Yilbert is going to get the first goal, um, followed by Jack Diamond, who spends his entire season in the under-23s, scoring hat-ricks, and then gets 45 minutes on the pitch and just looks terrible. Um, that's my prediction. I think that's going to happen. I know it's not possible now that you've all shut your head, but it's going to happen. Dave, um, now that you're with Sky Sports, obviously I know you're going to be a bit more professional, but um, what is your prediction for Sunderland to ban the moment of the season? Ban the moment of the season? Oh, I don't really know, to be honest. <laughs> Rob, wait, wait. I mean, there's, there's a short, snappy answer for you. <laughs> I don't um, know. <laughs> if I've if I've got to predict, it's going to be some stupid. There you go. New Year's Day postponement, last minute at Blackpool, so everyone just goes on the high and gets smashed on the boulevard. Do you know what I mean? Boulevard of broken dreams. Do you, do you mean like a few years ago when just a pandemic just happened prior to Blackpool? <laughs> Everyone just went, ah, oh, well, we'll just all go hang out. There's a big virus going, ah, it's fine. It's fine. That's Let's it. just go get lashed on the promenade. I'll never forget when we, I think it was Boxing Day, a good few years ago. Got oh, up. Nah, I, I know what you're going to say. I say all the way, but it was Ewood Park. Oh. Stood in the pub, stood in the pub on the high. And police come in and go, game's been called off, get lost. We're like, no, nah, we'll just go out in Blackburn. And they're like, you're not. You'll get in your minibus and you'll get lost. It's like, <laughs> all right, see you later. And then went back all the way to Sunderland and got smashed there instead. It was the 28th of December uh, or 27th and didn't get called off till 10 past 7. We I were sat in, oh, we were in Clitheroe, being there all day. And they came in and went, oh, game's off. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then the... We got rescheduled on Tuesday, and I think like, I, I was only 16 at the time. I was in my last year at school, and there must have been about 12, 13 of us all went in with doctor's notes at dinner time because that's what time the branch was leaving. Oh, we all got doctor's appointments. 
all <laughs> flooded out and all the pictures weren't stupid. They all knew they were Sunderland fans away at Blackburn. <laughs> um, Brad, what was your banter moment of the season? Um, I want to go with a, a pretty boring one, but a one which will fucking piss me right off. We're going to be one nil up against Middlesbrough. Mm. And in the last three minutes, Duncan Watmore and Paddy McNair is going to score. And it's just, as always, been flying high, been enjoying it. And it's going to be the fifth, sixth game of the season in the Championship. A derby. I'm going to say it's a derby because I live in a Teesside postcode, albeit in County Durham. So I've got a lot of Borough mates up here. So it is a derby for me. Um, but it's not really. But it's going to be them too. And they're going to score and they're going to beat us. And I'm going to have to live up with the fucking shit until we play them again in January. I, I don't like getting beat off Borough as much as I don't like getting beat off Leicester. Like, I don't like, I can't, I, I, I don't see, I've got too many people that I like from Borough. People know my history in terms of where I've worked and that. I've got too many people I like, but I've always been like that. I've just been like, oh man. But I feel the same when we get beat off Leicester or Redden. Talking of banter moments involving Borough, um, the last goal we scored against Middlesbrough was Callum McManaman in a 3-3 draw in the 96th minute, to which he literally ran the length of the pitch to do an Adebayo in front of Tony Pulis because he dropped him at West Brom. I mean, who cares, Callum? <laughs> Nobody cares, mate. Um, Ross, I realise I've chucked this question at people um, and you have not prepared, and that's just horrendous. Uh, Ross, as a man who likes to prepare, I'm sure you have a banter moment in your mind. What is it? Yes, we're definitely going to sell someone in the last day of the transfer window for profit because that is the model. That is the model. Not Ross. Hopefully not Ross. It could be, I don't know, it could be any of the young players that have played last season, but I just feel like that's the model. You know, it's been it's been spoken about loads how we, we buy low with potential and we sell for a profit and that's the way we're going to become sustainable as a club. And unfortunately, I think us fans are going to have to get used to some pain of losing some good players for profit because that's the way we're going to run as a club. And I just feel it'll be peak Sunderland. We'll have a good start. We'll get going. We'll get all excited. And then we'll get brought back down to earth on the last day. It's been a while since we've had... To be fair, it's been a while since we've had players good enough to make a profit and sell and be hurt. So Uh, this feels like we're coming close to that stage. I'm going to make an admission... <clears throat> on record, if we sell Ross Stewart, because I like Ross Stewart more than I like football and life itself, I'm going to stop football and the podcast will be no more. Um, it's on record now, so it's done. We've got 10 minutes left. Dave, short and snappy. Who's going to be our star of the season? As if I don't know the answer to this. You've just mentioned him, haven't you? Ross Stewart. If, uh, I mean, in fact, there's Bantam moment for you. Ban the moment for you for the season, part two. We haven't got another goalkeeper in. We've got all kinds of issues. Ross Stewart goes and goalkeeps clean sheet. Ross Stewart, <laughs> legend. Does like, what he wants. Like Quinny. Like yeah, Quinny at Bradford. Better. Everything Ross Stewart does is classy, man. So, um, yeah, I just love him. But, uh, yeah, I think he will adapt quite well. I think. It'd be interesting to see. I reckon... I'm going to give him 15 goals this year. 15 goals, but we all know how impressive his work is off the ball. So, yeah, Ross Stewart for me. I'm going to say our star of the season will be, just to be a bit different, I think it will be Ross. 
but um Patrick Roberts I kind of feel like he like he's kind of teetered on the brink of doing something for a while um people have expected him to do stuff he's he's done really well here he's done as well as we would have hoped he could do he's had that moment at Chef Wed where he scored he's looked really good in preseason there was points when he absolutely murdered Rangers in the game I saw if I'm honest with you I know it was only 45 minutes and we were well ahead of Rangers in terms of prep, uh, preparation but like He's a good player. Like his his ability, if you reaches his potential, is not championship. It's above. So, for for me, he looks like he's settled. He looks like he's found a home, which is what he wanted. Confidence back, a full preseason. I think Patrick Roberts could be a, a massive, massive weapon for us. And uh, just to be a bit different, I'm going to go for Patrick Roberts. Brad, same question to you, mate. I'd argue with your two really, but for me, I've mentioned him going back to our little group chat again. I've I've, I've mentioned it quite a bit. I think our young players are the ones to watch this year, and. For me, I think Dan Neal is going to take this league by storm. I can just see him like he's not going to have when the in League One he was class. It's like watching Sunday League sometimes. As soon as one person gets a ball, six people on top of him chasing him. Um, championship is going to get a lot more time to show his ability, and I just think he has got that class to do it. If it's not him, I think possibly Embleton will be one of them too. Where. You speak of your Ross Stewart, your, your Jack Clark, your Patrick Roberts, Alex Pritchards, all these players that championship teams know are going to be more than capable and they're going to focus a lot of their pre-match preparations on them players. I just feel like these two might go under the radar a little bit and we know what they're more than capable of and I just feel that there's going to be something special this season from Dan Neal, possibly Embleton, but for me, Dan Neal, definitely. Yeah. I argue with that. Ross, I'll, I'll find the same question at you. Who do you see has been our standout this season? Uh, a bit left field, I think Dan Ballard. Because the rating that he's got from Millwall fans when he because obviously he had that injury, but when he played, he was fantastic and he's meant to be wanted by Burnley. Burnley has spent a lot of money, so they've seen something there. Um I feel like every time we, we have a good season, it's not even when under Alex Neal when we played well, it was the foundations at the back. That, that really pushed us on. So we can do that with Dan Ballard. We'll play well and Dan Ballard on the side, I think he'll stand out, especially from some of the defending we've been used to in League One. So, yeah, I'm going to go Dan Ballard. Yeah, you know what? I think the same as well. And I touched on the only 45 minutes I've seen in the flesh. I've watched a couple on the stream, but less said about that Bradford game, the better from the stream, that London performance. Um, Ballard looked tremendous um, against Rangers. He He managed to kind of help out Try Hume quite a bit um, on the sort of the right hand side by stopping Ryan Kent coming in. The, he had Luke Nine next to him, who's not a centre half, and he looks solid. And obviously, it's different when it's a competitive. But yeah, the next question I'm going to be signing of the season. Um, I'm going to go with Dan Ballard as well, I, just for all the reasons I've mentioned before. I'm guessing, Ross, you would agree with that. Um, Dave, we're short on time here, but are you agreeing with us that Dan Ballard's going to be signing of the season, or are you going to go slightly different? Do you want to know something? I'm going to go slightly slightly different and I'm going to go just based on like listening to use chat. Signing of the season is going to be Ross Black because he just, he fits in lovely, doesn't he? Absolutely. Per- he's like, he's like the balance between me and Brad. Me and Brad are the Larry brothers that like, you know, proper chopsy. And then we just got Ross who's just nice, calm, lovely tone of voice. So my sign of the season is Ross Black. Why do all bold people stick together? <laughs> I am not bold yet. Aye, aye, okay. All right, Alex Neil, mate. Um, 
Brad, I'll come to you as well. I think it's hard to look past Ballard based on the players that we've brought in so far. I would wager to say, I think if Broadhead comes in, I know we've discussed kind of at length these injury problems and that, but I do think a lot of that's got to do with that was his first full season and he's getting used to his body. Um, I don't know if that's hope or genuine a genuine thought process I have, but I think if Broadhead comes in, which I really hope he does, I'm a big fan, I think he could end up being surprised of the season. I'm confident he could get into double figures in the championship. I think he's really good, but this could all be a waste of time. You might never sign, so I'm going to stick with Dan Ballard, uh, same as same as Ross. Uh, Brad, what, what are you going for? Are you sticking with us? Are you going to go slightly different? Well, the players that we have signed, yeah, I'll stick with it, but I'll save the ones that are linked, and I'm going to put my neck on the line. I think we'll get them. I think Powett, Parrot. Um, I, I think I'm going to stick Gale. my neck on the line and I think we're going to get Parrot. I'm going to stick my neck on the line. We're going to get Parrot. Um, I'm going to stick my neck on the line. Parrot. I think we're going to get Parrot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell you what, speaking of Parrot. Tell you Matt what, speaking Keelan, of Parrot. Shout Matt out to you, mate, because that was absolutely <laughs> outstanding banter. And it's not even the funniest thing he's ever put on Twitter. It's, really but it's just absolutely blew up to the point Tottenham's retweeted him. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think if we can sign him, it'll probably. I, I think it, it might be the sign of the season, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's hard to look past Ballard, isn't it? For, for from where he's come from and how highly he's thought of. Um, no, only fuck. I'll say Alessi then, because I know West Ham fans are furious that we've got rid of him. But no, Parrot. Parrot. <laughs> I, I don't know. Parrot. Parrot. Good off the shoulder. <laughs> um, we've kind of run out of time a little bit and it's quite funny because Brad unbeknown to everyone is um, sticking oh, a little no. bit and Brad is now walking in slow motion which is brilliant um, we've run out of time a bit obviously would like to go a little bit more in depth but the season's kind of around the corner obviously preview shows review shows are going to be back with the regular guests I'm sure Phil and Dan will be joining as well from the Sunland Central Scotland branch um, but let's hope for another great season um, I'm delighted that sort of my second full season or our second full season doing this podcast resulted in everything that I did at Wembley because it's been great to listen back to those episodes over the summer I've been the only one that's done it but like nonetheless it's nice for me um, hopefully on a serious note you enjoy it too um, been away for a while but we're going to be back um, as ever as you'd expect but um Brad, Dave, and Stan Varga, thank you very much for uh, joining the show and uh, see you in a couple of weeks. Cheers, Graham. Cheers, man. I think we'll sign Parrot. 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 <laughs> <laughs>